We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Given the, the, the speed and quickness of the defense, do you, do you believe that the defense can be even more aggressive this year uh, in terms of either getting to the quarterback or just being aggressive? Uh, that's how we want to play. We want to play uh, a downhill mentality. Uh, we want to be aggressive. We want to attack the line of scrimmage and knock it back. So uh, uh, with speed and smarts, you you gotta you gotta do everything within the defense. Um, but when we're moving fast and uh, we're executing, that's going to help us a lot. The second hour of KJ and Dondero on WEEI, 617-779-7937. That's Matthew Judon saying, look, this team is looking to get to the quarterback early and often. And Mark, you enjoyed what you saw Friday. I'm not even going to knock that it was against the fourth string quarterback. Because again, someone's got to say hike and you've got to beat the line in front of you. And so I don't think this team is going to suffer on the defensive end at all. Maybe not as strong as it was last year, but definitely very, very a, a contender for top 10 this year. A contender for a top 10 defense? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to dispute that. I wouldn't bet on that um, necessarily. I'm not going to I don't know if that's something it. you can bet on. You could say, like, yeah, oh, I, listen, um, look, I, like I said, I feel better about the defense. Does that mean anything? No especially when you consider the competition. Here's another thing that's not helping the Patriots. Playing these 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 scrubs. Like I don't think that's helping the Patriots, a team that needs to be on the come up. You need to play the top competition to get better. That's how you get better by playing better teams. People who are better. I don't know if they'll see Derek Carr this week. I don't think they might see Derek Carr for limited time if at all. I, yeah. I, I think they'll only see him in joint practice. This I don't think they'll not, see him in the game. It's just not a, a formula from a preseason perspective that's going to benefit the Patriots. I just don't think it is this year. Um, you know, it's just they're doing what they can do. But like I said, you know, I, I just keep going back to that. And we I know we keep talking about maybe Kendrick Bourne is on the trading block and we don't know what's going to happen with Bourne. And, you know, they have to cut bait it, wide receiver, whatever. But I just I don't understand how your best receiver, arguably from last year, hasn't played in the preseason and he's healthy he just hasn't played and you think you're going to really hit the ground running come regular season game number one I mean that I don't know how you can feel that way when that's the case you need these guys playing you need Mac Jones developing getting more and more reps with these guys to develop that chemistry that you're going to need especially this gauntlet that exists early on in the schedule and the guy hasn't played in two preseason games. He was your best receiver last year. Now, credit to them if they have better receivers this year who are going to play better and get the playing time, and they don't need Kendrick Bourne. 
But when you're not loaded, you don't have a bona fide number one, and he's the best guy you had last year, and he hasn't played in the preseason? Well, I think that's, that's been the concern the entire time. Is like I, I said, look, I would bet a dollar. I mean, I have more than that, but I would bet a dollar that coming out of camp that Kendrick Bourne would still be the best receiver on the squad. And if he's not around and you're not playing people, and again, when you talk about like only three games, this is a team that's really designed that they have to really play in all of those games. 617-779-7937. Let's get Paulie and the truck in on the conversation here on KJ and Dondero on the wide receivers and what's going on with the Patriots. Paulie, thanks for starting your Sunday with us. Well, thanks for having me, boys. Um, yeah, but I want to get to the defense. Well, uh, what I've been dying for since uh, since the spring is the one piece that they're missing and the guy that they need. But quickly on the wide receivers, uh, this changes the dynamic of that thought and getting hurt because he was going to be a, he, he the way with his progression. You're going to be able to split him out wide and stretch that defense early. Now you're going to put Aguilar back out there. It's going to be a rotation now between Aguilar, Parker, and Bourne. They're going to need Bourne now because they can't just go two guys wide, run long patterns over the middle, flies, all that stuff. You've got to rotate that, that that crew, and it would have been nice to see Aguilar, the way he's been playing, get him inside against uh, lining up against th- third and fourth. Yeah, but Aguilar in preseason is, is uh, Aguilar in preseason is like getting your Christmas presents on December 8th. Like, it doesn't mean what yeah, comes, yeah, comes Christmas I, Day you, yeah, you're no, good. I think he's ready to go, and I think you're going to see him inside the slot if, if the kid didn't get hurt, running all over the place, be able to move on third and fourth corners, be able to go either way and not be able to get knocked in. Well, I love your, I love your problem, faith. But the defense... But the defense, brother, the guy they need, the guy I've been talking about for a long, long time. I wonder what the status in it is. They need to balance that defensive line with Barmore's uh, 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 partner in crime. And that's none, none other than the one and only Trey Flowers, who's played nothing but in this system, you know, between playing here and then playing in Detroit. You know, it's all up in the air. I think they're trying to bring him in. I'd like to know what his health situation is. When we get in, Trey Flowers on this team, will we make the 50? Will they hit the 53-man roster? Will they shuffle things around, release, what have you, cut, and fit him in under the cap or damn near close to it? So I'll still have plenty of money next year. What's his health situation? He's the guy they need. Yeah, well, Paul, you know what they say in the NFL, the best availability is the best ability is, is availability. And if you're not avail- available, you have to move forward. Thanks for the call. I yeah. mean, Trey Flowers, it'd be, it'd be an intriguing um, – Right acquisition just because he had success here. I don't think that's a game changer. Uh, listen, here's another thing about the preseason, and I was, like I said, overall positive about what I saw from the defense. However, then you saw what Christian Barmore did in getting that penalty. Did you see that penalty, the roughing the passer penalty he got? And, and I wasn't, and I wasn't mad at it because at some point you have to establish a front line identity that says, "Hey, look." Everything that's going on this week, you think we're just going to let that slide just because the TV cameras are here and they're selling popcorn, you know, 100 feet away from here? No, I'm going to still remind you that I haven't forgotten what's going on. Yeah, and because you, you're taking a shot on the fourth string quarterback, so you're not really going to, you're not talking about like a, you know, both bridges coming out to brawl or anything like that. But you do have, you want to see a little bit of that chippiness to say that, look, Whatever you may think of this team in transition, we're still going to fight with some heart. We're still going to show that you're not going to just push us around, that you're not going to just have a laugh because the Patriots are not the Patriots of even four or five years ago. Okay. So, so I'm not okay. I'm not bad. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. There is nothing positive I can say about that. Like, I am not okay with that. That was but a that's stupid in It was a stupid preseason. Yeah, you know, I don't want to come off as like the little league coach, you know, like, oh my gosh, you've got to be on top of your A game all the time. Sometimes you have to make a statement to say you're not going to push us around despite what you might have thought and what you said or what you think. 
I'm going to show you something, and you do it early. You're talking against a fourth-string quarterback on a drive that really led to nowhere. All right, fine. So, that's you fine. don't, do it, saying, the, don't, don't do it in the regular me. season. Okay, that's fine if it's the preseason and you're trying to be a tough guy, whatever. I'm just saying this team over the last few years has showed some uncharacteristic disciplinary issues, and I don't want to see that this year because they're not going to have time for that this year. They are not going to have the talent to overcome those type of things this year, and that was as bad as it gets from a lack of discipline perspective. Maybe but, but, it was just uh, you know an, a culmination of what had gone on during the week. Yes. And I but, didn't have a problem with the fights, like – you know, it's like I felt good about it, but it's at right. least, you know, guys are showing some heart and some whatever. Right. But this is what preseason's for. Like, I would be more concerned if I saw five uh, offensive, uh, you know, uh, 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 offensive false starts or uh, offsides and stuff. If I'm seeing that, then I, I then there's a discipline issue, right? Okay. It, that You don't make statements by jumping offsides all the time, right? Yeah. So if you're seeing that, then that's a problem that's going to show up in games. If you're going to tell me, like, hey, man, I don't want you taking illegal shots on quarterbacks three steps uh, over, the, you know, the the line of scrimmage, I don't think you have to have that conversation. But it does make a statement saying, look, you're not going to push us around despite everything that's being said about this team and what they aren't. I'm okay with it. All right, whatever. We'll see. I, I just don't want things to pile up. Uh, and that was so be- after the whistle. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was a cheap shot. Yeah, so I don't think that was something that you want to get um, generate any momentum going into the regular season in terms of how you play defense. That's not going to help this team. Yeah, I don't want to see a lot of sacks. You know that that's the momentum I don't want to see. The line looking a bit porous at times with Mac Jones back there. Um, Mac making some pretty good decisions on when to scramble. But again, every time Mac scrambles, I think of that knee brace. You know when he started putting it on last year, and I think every time he takes off to run. That's one less time that he has the ability to break one for a run, right? It's like you're just using up that energy. So that line needs to piece itself together. Like, I love to see the line get into a scrap, right? Because they need to scrap something. They need to be mad about something if they're going to protect this quarterback when you know that your running game is what it's going to be and you don't know what the passing game is going to be and you're changing or modifying the offense. So you got to have solid line play on both sides of the ball. The defensive line has got to have that chip on their shoulder. Offensive line, you want to see a little as well. But get mad, get mad that you're not stopping. Stuff. Listen, I, and if somebody wants to call and tell me otherwise, that's fine. I just do not know how you can sit here right now and say, "Come September 11th in Miami, I feel good about the Patriots' offense and how they're going to produce that day." I have no idea how you can do that right now, based on what we've heard, based on what we've seen, and based on who's been in and out of these preseason games. I just well, have no idea how you can say that. Well, if you don't think they'll win nine games and, and Vegas has the over or under at eight and a half, so they're like, you know, it might be eight. Do you think it might be nine? I think because of how brutal that schedule is after the bye. There's a section where they play a Sunday game against the Jets and then they have a Thursday game, so they have four days rest on a Thursday game. Then they get like 10 days off and then they got another Thursday game. Then they got a Sunday game and then a Thursday game and then a Thursday game after that on the road. And I don't know how this team that's kind of deficient in talent on the offensive side of the ball is going to be able to put it together for more than five or six wins. And so if if that's the case, I expect to see some things that are not exactly great now. That's why, in spite of some of the things and issues we're talking about from Friday night, what this team is trying to accomplish on the offensive side of the ball, I will give them a B. It's a low B, maybe like a college B, like an 80 or 81, you know, somewhere in there. But I'll give them a B, but I... 
I, this is probably all I expect to see out of them. See, I, I don't think, and maybe I can't have it both ways, I don't think they're deficient in talent on the offensive side of the ball. Well, that's where I, the wins would come in, right? I just because- don't think they have elite talent, okay? And sometimes with elite talent, you can above get away average, with stuff. Above, above average talent? Are no. you, do, do they do have they- above it? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah, above average talent? I think they have some above average talent, yeah. On the defensive side of the ball, right? On the offensive side of the ball, I think they have some above average talent. I think everything is average with Mac Jones being the one that might be above average. On the offensive side, maybe Hunter Henry, you still have to see what you have, but if you're going to tell me that Aguilar and Jacoby Myers and Devontae Park and all these guys are above average, I would say false. Right, And that's why I'm saying I don't even see this team even scratching eight wins. Like you brought up the college B. Like I'll, right. I'll put it this way, I, I like some kids, some students, they just don't have to study. They're just naturally gifted in whatever subject, and they can show up and take the test. And if they study, they do that, excellent. That, that's nobody on this team. Yeah, this is a team. Like if the Patriots study on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I'm talking mainly. I mean, this. Yeah, you're right. This is more. I mean, it's probably for the entire team, but it's more the offense, and that's what I'm referring to mainly in this. But I'm saying, the Patriots right now are the type of student where. If they study and grind and work hard, they do well. If they don't, if they're not studying, they're not going to do well. They're not just naturally gifted enough where they can just show up, take the test, and pass and get good grades and do that. You know, they. I need would to go study. one further. I would go one further. They need a tutor as well. They, they need probably a need a tutor, but they need <laughs> to study. And I'm worried, based on that, that they're not studying enough in the preseason. I know that people are gonna. That makes them sound like they're not working hard. I just think based on the lack of preseason games, based on who hasn't played in some of the first couple games and how they've played when they've been in there, right? I just worry that they're not studying enough they're so just come the regular the season and test day, they're not going to do well. This right. is not Tom Brady who could just show up and On take test the day. test and, and pass and yeah. have this success that you know guys who studied have to study to get like Brady could do that basically because he was a football genius and he was atop the position atop the league they're not that so the Patriots have to study to do well and I'm afraid based on who's been in and out and the schedule and how the preseason is formatted now they haven't had time to study and they're not going to do well come test day aka the regular season because of that yeah I guess on the field what that would mean is that the offense has to probably have as much of a short field as possible so the defensive line is going to have to make penetrations, force fumbles, get sacks, turnovers. Those are going to have to step up at a higher clip so that way when you turn the field over to the offense, at least you're starting to work from a field goal perspective and making your way in. Now, will there be frustration if it's a lot of field goals and not a lot of sevens? Yes, but it's still points on the board. The disastrous port portion or not studying and just showing up for the test would be have putting the putting the defense in a lot of long field positions, knowing that the offense is going to be a lot of three and outs. That that's the that's the ultimate disaster that can happen for this team. And I don't know if they're really that far away from it because you haven't seen them as often. All right. KJ and Dondero continues 617-779-7937. We got to talk about where Tom Brady is. Yes. Because I think that this story is getting a little more interesting than it is strange. Plus Talib uh, uh, Aqib Talib. Name came up in the shooting involving his brother. Keep Talib. Keep Talib. So it's been an interesting week. Deshaun Watson as well. All that's still to come. Plus Red Sox hang out. But right now it's time to trend with Ethan. Crash and Keith. Weekdays 10 to 2. Now here's what's trending on WEEI.
All right, trending now at WEI and WEI.com. The Red Sox beating the Orioles 4-3 to last night. Christian Arroyo led the way with three hits and an RBI. Verdugo with a pair of hits and an RBI himself. And then Enrique Hernandez smacking a home run in the sixth. That drove in a pair of runs as well. The Red Sox are wrapping up that three-game series with the Orioles tonight. First pitch set for 7 p.m. And you can, of course, catch the pregame show with Rob Radford at 6 p.m. tonight right here on the Shaw's and Star Market WEI Red Sox Network. With Patriots news dropping yesterday, rookie wide receiver Tyquan Thornton is set to miss anywhere from six to eight weeks due to the collarbone injury he suffered in Friday's game against the Panthers. With all these rumors regarding Kendrick Bourne potentially being a guy that might be leaving town, Pats may have to consider keeping him around a little bit longer than they might have been anticipating. Revolution lost last night 4-0 to CF Montreal. They now fall to 8-10-8 on the season and have their next match set for August 28th versus the LA Galaxy. And then in the main event of UFC 278 with a massive head kick in the fifth round, Leon Edwards with an upset victory and a TKO over Kamaru Usman to become the UFC welterweight champion. I'm Ethan Rusadulu, and that's what's trending at WEI and WEI.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. I want to bet. I, I'm the one. I, I, I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And Whoa. all hell broke loose, man. It, it was crazy. And, and, and Brady was already looking at houses and... It wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk the year that the Bucs won the Super Bowl, except Gruden blew the deal up. And there's so much story that goes along with this behind the scenes. And I I, I, I was never going to tell that story until Gronk just said it. But, uh, and, yeah. And Dana. Let me tell you what, exactly Brady was what not happening. happy. And you just told the story. <laughs> <laughs> KJ and Dondero, W-E-E-I, the fastest two hours in sports talk radio. That's UFC President Dana White revealing a story that Brady and Gronk were on their way to the Raiders. Gruden kills the deal. 
And I think this is interesting in the bigger story of what is going on with Brady because uh, he's away from the Buccaneers. The NFL and Roger Goodell, through an investigation of Stephen Ross, found Brady to be guilty on two occasions of having direct conversations with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, one time, two times himself, one time Don Yee. Um, and it's just kind of fascinating where this Brady story is landing. And for for me, Mark, it's almost kind of like as these things start to continue to seep out, it is starting to tarnish a little bit of what Brady's mindset was in those last couple of years here that's leading to these stories coming out of, like, literally tampering going on. Where is he, KJ? Like, what's going on? What is he doing? You know, here's, you know, when they have the story that he might be doing the mass Singer, it's at WEEI.com, there could be a, a an ounce of it that's true because he has the deal with Fox, right? So he's still kind of an employee of Fox, so they may want to use him for something. But I would lose a, a, a good amount of respect if he's disappeared from the team to go do the mass Singer. That would just be absolutely just tasteless. So, and, so hold on, and, hold and on. very and very privilege like. This is at weei dot com. What are we? Ta- what are you talking about? I didn't see. In this. terms about, about the story about there's words that he's potentially at disappeared off to do the mass singer. It's <laughs> it's a few days old. Okay. He 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 left training camp to do the masked singer. That is a story that's out there. I, I mean, look, he's I mean, away from the team. It's They say it's not personal, and when they say it's not personal, it could be professional. Now, do I – I'll put it this way. If that's what's going on, and obviously you probably have to watch the mass Singer to find out if it is Brady. If there would be a connective tissue piece is that Brady is – you know, under contract to once he leaves the you know once he leaves the league to go to Fox to become you know an analyst. So maybe there's comes some type of synergies inside of there. And if that's the case, I mean that's just kind of I don't want to say repulsive. That might be too strong of a word, but it's just kind of like it's now really beyond obnoxious. And that, even with this whole story with with the Raiders as well, that would be worse than anything Dennis Rodman has ever done. If if or De- Dennis Rodman taking a hiatus from the Chicago Bulls, if he did the the masked singer. <laughs> And left training camp. I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to say about that. That would be... Now, here's the other part of that is, you know, Tom is not... He is not about training camp. He really, really isn't at this point. And part of the deal of going to Tampa is you're really not going to work me to death over procedural stuff in the preseason, right? Practice, we're talking about practice. It would would apply to him. But if Dana White's telling this story and Gronk is confirming it, and now you're talking about, okay... Uh, I guess the only question would be, was Brady's contract done and now they were trying to get to him in 2020 versus the report from the NFL saying that in 2019, while he was still under contract with the Patriots, that he was talking to Miami. It's just all these different things. There's a part of me that wonders if there's been some additional questioning coming in for uh, what was going on with, with, with Brady and his conversations with Miami and that might be held under wraps, and that would fall under not personal. There is a piece of me that think that might be that might be going on as well. Like even that mass singer story that's floating out there might be just a smoke and mirror to say that hey, Roger Goodell is having a conversation with Brady because he directly talked to Miami twice while under contract, once with the Patriots, and then again when he would already signed with the Bucks, and I guess was trying to change his mind. I mean, I don't know if this mass singer thing has any merit. I. I... I don't know how it's you explain kind of funny that to a team. How do you explain yeah. that to the team? 
How do you explain that to the locker room if that was ever the case? That well, I had to can't go up really the do it. Singer, right? Because I don't even know what, like the a ma- f- what is the mask singer? Ethan? It's where you like get behind these masks and you come out singing yeah, a song. You have to guess. Yeah, I, well, it? I'm telling you, it, it, it's where you come out, and you sing a song, and you're behind a mask, and people have to guess who it is. It, it's a Fox show. Well, I don't does anybody watch listen it. to it? Does it sound like them? Well, but here's the thing: with um, you don't. You don't know who it is until you guess who it is, and yeah, they it's all take the mask off. Too right, so right, right. So you can't have in the conversation in the locker room. Hey, I heard that Brady might be the dragon in the mass singer, right? Because then there are fines and so forth and everything that go along with that. You can't reveal what's to happen on a television show. That's a reveal, right? And I so, know, but like, why? Why would? So why would you have Tom Brady do that if everybody and anybody is trying to figure out where he is? Wouldn't that compromise the show? Uh, well. No, not necessarily. That Just it tell would me what happens. The show. There's a guy in a mask that's singing. Is that literally what happens? Yeah, bro. Yeah, and the judges try to guess who. And it the is. judges try to guess who's singing. And he comes the back for multiple weeks until they guess that it's him. Is it a celebrity? Is it always a celebrity? Tom Brady would be a celebrity. Yes. No, no, no. Sometimes but he's yes, always a celebrity. Some capacity. Yes. It, sometimes it's a singer that you wouldn't expect to sing like that. Like who? Like, who, who has like, been on this show before? Anybody I would know. Oh my goodness! You really want to know about the mass singer? This well, I'm bad? just trying it's not to figure important. out if this is actually a realistic theory or if this so. Is just this I, I think this is a pretty crazy thing because I, the only connection that I've realistically found is that Fox owns it. So it yeah. makes sense that that would be the reason why it's being allowed is because it's probably a contractual thing. Thank you, Ethan. Because if you're not going to show up for the tens of millions of dollars that we're giving you to be an analyst and you're still on our payroll, we're going to put you to work somehow. Yeah. And if there's going to be somehow. Hey, we just need you for two weeks to come in here and film The Masked Singer. You can't discuss which one. We'll get you off the first episode, but you're going to have to disappear for two weeks. I, I don't know how you ever we'll come back from that. Get you $375 million worth somehow, right? I don't know how you ever come back from that, though. Well, how do you come the, back from that? You're talking well, about all this stuff, being with your family, family time, and then well, you this go goes to, to the, the obnoxiousness. This goes, this goes to the obnoxiousness that's been going on with Brady. And again, I think the the real big bullet bullet scar is... This dude was in collusive talks with another team, with another team while he was under contract. And while people say, well, it's never, pre- it's unprecedented, it's never happened, because usually it's the agent, right? But if it's two times and both times you talk directly and they're saying separately that your agent talked, that to me is the bigger problem that you say, if you're going to give someone like Calvin Ridley a year for betting on games because you're talking about the integrity of the game, well, then if you're a contracted player having conversations with another team, that's integrity of the game as well. So maybe all these different smoke and mirrors might be like, hey, he might be in Goodell's office secretly or they're meeting with him secretly to discuss like, look, something's coming down the pike that we have to. How do you just let that go? If there was another player that did this, that player would be, they would find precedent like they're doing with this Deshaun Watson thing. They would find precedent. It's something unprecedented. Right now they're finding precedents to do something. And you don't want to go into a season with the Deshaun Watson case on one side and potentially a Brady case again on another side about collusion. And then Dana White comes out and runs his mouth saying, hey, we were working on trying to get him and Gronk. Gronk was still under contract in 2020 with the Patriots, right? So, No, he wasn't. He retired. <laughs> Did he come off of the books just I, I mean, yet? he was, he was, yeah, I think he was still the Patriots' right. property can, or can had the right. Can, right, if you still have the right to mean a player. Anything. That didn't mean anything. They traded him to Tampa Bay the second he asked for it. So. Right, right. But again, somehow you're Technically, having. Co- I think if Brady was like, hey, Gronk, would you come with me to Las Vegas? Like, that's fine. 
Right, that's fine, but Vegas can't be like, hey, Bra- uh, hey Gronk, we want you to come. They can't have that conversation. Dude, a, and, few, a few things do add up, though, with this mass Singer. Gronk, apparently, I had a caller also just tell me that Gronk was on the mass Singer. Oh, he was. Apparently, at some point. Okay, well, I, I don't know if that's true. I don't know how you're supposed to, I mean, for crying out loud. What makes this even more fascinating is the way that it all ended last year, where he retired, and then he came out of retirement. And now he's taking a leave of absence. Like, that's just really strange, you know, and it makes no sense. And if you wanted to do so, or if you were going to do something like this, why didn't you just stay retired? Like, why would you even want to jump into something like this if that's the case? I don't think it is. And, and still be playing football. Like, what a horrible look that I chalked is. it up to kind of like, it it's probably has to do with, obviously, he that $375 it's about, million. It's about Brady deals. having control, right? Yeah. It's yeah. It's like... Here's a guy who didn't have the control here when he was with the Patriots because it was always Belichick's shop. As soon as he got out of here, and once he won that Super Bowl, it's almost kind of like there are now more things he feels he can do unchecked. And, you know, privilege allows for those things, and let's just call it what it is. Brady does have the privilege of being the greatest quarterback of all time, but you also have to ask from a football perspective, how is that going to help Todd Bowles prepare his team for this year? How does that help? The, the, the more it, it ends their season, it ends. Right. They will not win the Super Bowl. I don't All need to see Kyle Trask have thirty-five attempts unless Kyle Trask is out there to have thirty-five attempts. The masked singer, like I, I, if it's true, I don't know what I'll do. I don't know how I'll react. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven text line three seven ninety three seven KJ and Don Darrow. Uh, still to come, we'll talk about the Red Sox as how their season Look at lines how down. weird. We live in weird times right now. Like Tom Brady, he's gone. We don't know where he is. Bill Belichick the other night, how many times did he laugh and smile at the postgame press conference? That rattled my cage. Like, I don't know what's going on he's right now. He's having a blast toying with the media. Oh, I don't know what's happening right now. Well, <sighs> laughing a lot's and going. smiling. Like, a, a lot's happening in the NFL. Deshaun Watson's decision came down this week. Uh, the NFLPA and the NFL agreed to 11 games for Deshaun Watson, five more than what the arbitrator, arbitrator Sue Robinson, wanted to give him. Um, a lot of public opinion going around. I, I, I'm just one of those people who believes that there was never going to be enough amount of games, but I, I'd be the first one to say that if Deshaun Watson was found by one of these grand juries to be uh, worthy of an indictment, then Deshaun Watson should not play football at all this year because – the legal system takes precedent over the game, right? But because there's nothing that's in the legal system, like there's no plaintiff, there's no defendant, we're just talking about really one case left that's for settlement. I, I, I The pound of flesh thing is starting to get obnoxious that people want because it's like, hey, it's just never going, it was never going to be enough. And so it, like, here's, here's what I find interesting, Mark. People who say that, hey, him making $240 million is too much money but we'll turn around and say that five million dollars as a fine is not enough. You can't have it both ways. I'm just so done with that. I'm, I'm like the I guy. Think we all are. Yeah, I mean, eleven games. He should be. He should have been suspended for the year. The guy's a creep. He's a bad dude. If this was your accountant neighbor, he'd be the worst person you know. Okay, but he's a he's an NFL quarterback and all that. Like it's just a disaster. And I have no time for that guy. I hope his the rest of his career. I hope he never gets to the playoffs. Um, it, that to me, that's just too much energy, right? It's you know, some people even wondering like, oh, the NFL isn't even really contrite because the game he gets to come back is against Houston, and that's all just for kind of like WWE type yeah, yeah, show yeah. and hype and everything. I'm like, well, if you're going to invest your feelings in some 
some regard in that. That's just too much. I mean, what if the what if they waited to the Pittsburgh game? Oh, it's a rivalry game. You know how Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So there's going to be something all along. I think what the NFL said is okay. You can come back and play this year, and you'll be able to play maybe a warm up game, get into your divisional opponents, play them one time. Your season will probably then be over. I don't see Cleveland really making any type of moves or him getting back in time for them to make any type of last minute move. No, so they're not, not going to be a team this year to reckon with, and yeah. it's too bad. In a way, like if none of this happened from a from a dramatic standpoint, the Cleveland Browns with Watson and with Amari Cooper could have been interesting if the, yes. you know if none of this had happened. Right. Um, but now they're not going to be interesting. Well, it, but here's the thing. It happened even before he got to the Cleveland Browns. Right. So, so they knew that something was going to come down. If they expected absolutely nothing to come down, I would say, I don't know what rock you're living in. I know there's a social media rock and then this other one. That wasn't it's going like to happen. you lived under rocks, not in rocks. I said under the rocks. Oh, I thought you said in. Okay, right. Whatever. Well, you can live in a rock. It's Listen, called a cave. Yeah, I, I just... <laughs> They knew what they were getting into. I'm just saying, had this never happened, and he was just disgruntled with the football operation in Houston, yeah. and they traded into the Browns. You know, and none of this like massage stuff came out. Then it would be interesting because you'd have right. a really good quarterback on a team that was on the verge. They got rid of Baker Mayfield, and you see what they are. None of that is reality, so I don't see them as a as a team to even be discussing. And I'm done with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, and the other side of that is if. If everything about the 24 accusations, if one of them was came to the level of a criminal case, then Deshaun Watson playing this year would not even be a discussion. And again, you know, I wonder where the pounding of flesh would be because he probably would still have the contract, but he just wouldn't be playing at all because at the end of the day, the justice system would take precedent over whatever arbitrator and stuff that you're trying to do in terms of football. Um, another weird and unfortunate story, Keeb Tlaib. His brother has been charged with murder at a kids football at a youth football game in Texas, and initially that was just the story. But then later this week, there are reports that Talib, the player, possibly instigated the uh, uh, the uh, the incident, if you will, that led to his brother allegedly shooting this youth football coach. And it's just a sad statement about where youth sports have gotten to at this point in terms of the angst, the over... Because you're watching the Little League World Series and you're like, wow, that's still an innocent time. Yeah. In, in, in some corners, and even in Little League Baseball as well, where there is going to be the parent or the coach or... Uh, yeah, really, that's really what it comes down to. That's stealing the joy out of the game and really depending on it for a livelihood. Oh, yeah. Well, how and about... It, did you see yeah. the article in the Globe this morning? Okay, about the youth hockey the coaches in Massachusetts yeah. who are just yeah. atrocious. I mean, that's a disaster. You have these creeps that yeah. are still working with kids. And the only reason some of them aren't are because or is because the, the globe outed them. Right. Like the, the hockey association and the different uh, organizations associated with the youth hockey programs in this state knew about some of their criminal history yeah. or, or their rap sheets and did nothing, and still they were working with kids. So, yeah, you're right. It's a bad way. It's a bad but The, the Tlaib story is awful. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, you, youth football game, and there's a shooting. Like, what a— why, why, Like, why is there anything beyond snacks, oranges, drinks? Right. Chairs, you know, like why? Why is this now part of the lexicon of a youth football game or some of the language that you've been hearing in these youth hockey games? 
Because what it's doing is this is what's feeding the thought process that people have about these professional athletes, right? Social media is a big reason why you have it going on. But damn it, isn't it just because you have bad people? Like, at, so why are we going to start calling out the bad people and saying, you know what? Not is it only not going to cost you being here, but it's going to cost your kid from being here, right? And settle that at home. Settle, settle that at home. Have you be the one explain to your kid why the kid can't be in the league because of your behavior, right? Because if it was a juvenile crime, you're going to have to talk to the parents. Yeah. So why not say, look, parents, you and your kid are out. No refund. I don't care how much money you pay. I don't care how much equipment. I don't care if you drive the entire team here. You're out of here. Because if you're going to start setting this precedent and putting all these pressure on these kids that have been going on, a, a true story, and this goes back when I played youth baseball, we win a game in the bottom of the in the bottom of the sixth. We score two runs. The kid loses the kid loses the game. It happens to be a friend of mine. I, I still remember this market. We're talking thirty years or so. The kid's father just throws him into the pizza restaurant after we all have the joint thing, and just screams at him like, like it doesn't matter. And just to see the look on that kid's face, like I don't know where he is now as adult, but. That has to affect him because I remember it, and it's much worse. What was he now. screaming about? That he blew the game. That, that he blew the game, but you know, literally had him by the kid's name was Tommy. Grabbed him by the shirt, threw him into the restaurant. The kid kind of falls and scatters and gets back up, and the father's just an absolute disdain. And suddenly, the pizza party isn't fun. We're just a bunch of twelve-year-olds that it was kind of this weird, cool game that we thought we were about to lose, lose, but we win, and we just want to eat pizza. We just want to be kids again and not have this pressure of, you know. You, you, uh, a major league manager isn't even going to do that. Why are you doing this? Why are you bringing guns to a youth football game? Why do you have to use racist language towards kids who might not look like other kids in a hockey rink or on a hockey team? What the hell is going on? It's something's got to give. And I think it's just like, you know what? Parent, you and your kid are banned. Yeah. And, and, and it moves to the next town, too. You're not going to the next town either. State banned. There's a lot of idiots and a lot of losers in this world. It's just getting worse. It's KJ and Don Darrow. We wrap up the show next here, WEEI. Thanks for hanging out. Thank you for starting your Sunday with KJ and Don Darrow on WEEI. Remember, you can listen anywhere you go on the app. It's free. Type in WEEI. Or you can even tell your Alexa device, hey, Alexa, play 93.7 WEEI Boston. And you can check us out while you're eating and having your Sunday beverages and brunches and munches and stuff like that. Uh, Mark, Red Sox, I I thought going into this week, if they swept the Pirates, which I thought was a realistic possibility, and if they'd swept the Orioles, which could have been a realistic possibility, then I think you could really have a conversation about they would be able to compete for for that last wild card spot because it would make up for some of the sins and victories of other teams as well, right? You win six in a row. You might you might pick up two or three games, but I think by losing that last game in in uh, in Pittsburgh and then the Friday night debacle, I, I think it puts the team back at kind of a square one. The Red Sox are done, KJ. They're done. They're not going to make the playoffs now. Around this time last year, I did not jump off the bandwagon. I rode with no. them. I rolled right. with them. I stayed stayed the course. I thought they still had a chance. They could do it this year. Not going to happen. And the biggest reason, I just look at that stat, and I know they won the series against the Orioles, so kudos. But I look at the stat and how they've played against the division this year, yep. and that just speaks to me. Okay, That speaks to me, and I just don't think, based on the amount of teams in front of them, they still got three teams they're dealing with. I know they're right there, but they're still five back. So they've won two straight series. Okay, They've won, what, four of six? 
Yeah. And there's still five back. Like, right. they didn't gain a game. And right. Just, four, they won four or six. I literally think those two losses is the difference between them being maybe three games back, right? So, um, if the, there was obviously a lot of heat at Hein Bloom in terms of what he didn't do um, and what he or would fail to do at the trade deadline, even though he did some things. He did address the bottom of the order. And I think there's some hope there where we're no longer having the seven, eight, nine conversation like we were having all year. So I think those things are addressed. There's something I found very interesting that said everything about the Sox, and I've been saying about it all year, which is the pitching. You realize that when they've scored more than five runs since the All-Star break in like 26, 27, 26, 27 games, they've only won three of those games. So when the totals get high, it doesn't necessarily mean that the Sox are winning these games. And you know, if it isn't for if it isn't for Michael Waka, what would you do, right? Like what? You know, no, I, I know. Just, Assuming, you know, he hasn't been here long enough. He's pitched right. great when he's been here, right? But I think it's one of those things that you know, it, the Sox literally would have to become a team that wins games six to three the rest of the way just to sniff a chance at that last wild card spot. But again, if they're scoring six runs, they've only won three of twenty five games. So it's the pitching that's the issue, and. And that's supposed to be Heim's specialty, and it, it it just not been special at all. Yeah, and as we go along here, and as the season sort of winds down to what it is and what it's yeah. become, I'm getting more and more, I guess, down on Xander Bogarts. And I put a lot of this year on him. I think he's been bad this year. I think he's been mopey. I think he's sort of set the tone for a, I'm not going to say toxic, but not an ideal clubhouse environment. And I also think on the field, He's disappointed. His war is 3.9. Okay, that's a good player. Three, four, that's a good player. You know, you should be higher than that. He's got nine home runs, KJ. That's like Omar Vizquel level. But, you know, when you and start he's got saying, 49 RBIs. Like, I, not I good just, enough. But you not know what good I find, enough. I find it funny that you have a, a, a wins against replacement argument for a team that's not winning. Right, like I don't want to hear about well, wins I just against because of the right. analytics and all the people that talk no. about that crap. They right. need if to you, hear the war. If okay? you don't have, I don't care. If, but that's if, what if they you don't have hear. wins, I don't care who the replacement is. You hear know I me? Mean? Because obviously you're not getting wins. And I think the other sad part of this is, had this pitching staff been just even a little bit better and a little more consistent, because there have been times where they've shown flashes of being very competent. This Yankee, this Yankee free fall that's happening could have been very beneficial to this Red Sox team. You remember a few months ago when they were on, when the Sox were on their streak? I said, "Look, the the Yankees could have a fall in August, and you might be looking at a Sox team if they could keep this up, can cut that lead to maybe five, six games and make a late series in the season very interesting, not only for the wild card but for the division." And the Red Sox are just missing out on this golden opportunity. I think the Yankees have the worst, second worst record this month in August, only behind the A's, who are always going to have something of the worst. Worst facilities, worst team, worst payroll. So when you have the Yankees playing that badly and you can't get your bearings together, that that says a lot about just and, and I get you what you're saying with Xander. I think the trade of uh, Christian Vasquez to the Astros. I think if, I think we're seeing a little bit of those effects, especially the way that he threw the bat when he got ejected Friday night. It was kind of like that's the next level. Like yeah. when you take the crow hop and throw the bat, like you're but, but really, that, really. And upset. then he wouldn't pick it up. That's why he got ejected. <laughs> yeah. You see the guy, the Orioles guy. Forget who it was last night. He did the same thing. He threw the bat and then he picked it up. So they kept him in the game. He didn't get ejected. Like, well, I, it's just it's a bad year. Like you've had a bad yeah. year. Own it. You suck this year. And you have not helped the Red Sox. You're a big reason why they are what they are. It's not the only reason. High and Bloom, the pitching, different things. But that's a big, you're the best player, arguably. 
best but, overall player and the leader, and you've had a bad year. That's going to be an impact situation in terms of a team that's underperformed. But I think what Heim, by making the moves with Tommy Pham, with Eric Hosmer, um, what he's done is prevented this the fan base from seeing a lot of prospects that haven't really panned out. Jeter Downs. I think you're going to see a reduction in Jaron Durant. I would rather see Ref Snyder in there than Jaron Durant because it seems like Ref Snyder's ready for the moment. I think Jaron Durant has this or of this is supposed to be his moment, right? And well said. Be, yeah. Right. You know, so so I think there are some pieces where you say, hey, maybe these players that are not ready for prime time aren't really ready for prime time. And because the way this the way the schedule ends out the rest of the season against Tampa, Toronto, New York, Baltimore that's mixed in there a lot. There's only nine games they have for the rest of the season against teams that have no playoff aspirations at all. So you probably won't see those young guys anymore. And these guys who've kind of been the Band-Aid, the Fams, the Hosmer, I put Ref Snyder in there. Um, Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo. Um, so these guys, these Band-Aid guys that could keep putting things together, does Trevor Story come back? So by the end of the season, you may look at a, a nice-looking roster on the field that just had too many issues during the course of the season. I just feel like all summer long, we've pounded high and bloom yeah. For seemingly being willing to part with Xander Bogarts. And nobody's talking about the fact that he has not been good this year. Okay? He's not been horrible. He's batting 300. But in terms of the expectations on the best player on the Boston Red Sox, yes. he has not been good. He is a part of why they haven't gotten it done and why they've underperformed. All right. KJ and Dondero, we're here Sunday mornings, 9 to 11, at Mark Dondero on Twitter, at KJ Carson, at WEEI. Nathan, thank you so much for your hard work and for getting those good sound bites in. We talk Patriots and their offense. Defense looks maybe a little bit better than what the offense does at this point, and I, I think that's just going to be the tale to come. Um, I, I, we got to see the development of Mac Jones, Mark. Wouldn't you say that's really what this season he is all about? He has to play in, in Vegas. Like, I, do you think he's not going to play? Is there a chance he doesn't? He has to play. He, he's got to play half of the game. He has to play he, half the game. He has he's to play half treat the game. this like a regular season game, essentially. I mean, you don't need to go empty, the, throw the kitchen sink at them in terms of game planning. But right. he has it, to play. And you've got to play Kendrick Bourne or announce that he, you're moving him somewhere because there's no sense in him not playing at all this preseason and he was your best receiver at the end Correct. of the last season. Makes no sense. Tyquan Thornton out for six to eight weeks. Thank you so much for hanging out. Fitzy and Hart next here on WEEI. Have a great Sunday. Be good. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.